and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mister, the podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I am your host, Hillary Michelle Post, and I'm joined today by my dear Julie. How are you this morning, my love? Hi, Hillary. I'm super, super, super sorry for what's about to happen to you. <laughs> A great way to start the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so today we are going to talk about a fantastic new television series that we are both quite fond of. Um, today we're talking about Our Flag Means Death. And if you're not familiar with the show by the title, you may know it as the queer pirate show everyone is talking about. Uh, if you like comedy, if you like pirates, if you like queer shit, you really got to get with the program and watch this show. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I've watched the first season twice twice now you have too haven't you yeah pretty much yeah um actually on my rewatch not to get into spoilers too early in the episode but like i like stopped right after the kiss of the last episode (laughs) because i didn't want to get sad i was just like and they lived happily ever after at the end they did not live happily ever after Julie's going to be the buzzkill, and um, okay. So I, am, here's the thing. I, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry about this. I I don't know what <laughs> hooked me about this, but now I am in straight hyperfixation territory, and you all have to suffer for it. <laughs> okay, so here's what people who are unfamiliar need to know about our flag means death. So it's about two very real pirates, um, Steed Bonnet better known as the gentleman pirate and Edward teach known as Blackbeard. Um, they were two very real people and the show is like a romantic comedy spin on their friendship or relationship or whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not historically accurate at all. <laughs> I was okay. kept reading it's not but there are some things that are accurate which i appreciate like they're peppered in there lightly um i think the thing and julie like julie said we've both kind of become hyper fixated on this amazing show um do know in small part small part because of how queer and lovely it is but also pirates are fucking cool and Julie has fallen down the rabbit hole into like pirate podcasts, and she has I have learned so li- I've much. listened to five podcasts about Blackbeard. <laughs> Julie's not fucking around. N- Hillary, I'm so sorry because I come on the show frequently, and I'm like, I didn't take any notes. I have taken twelve pages of notes. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. <laughs> like, this is not just an Our Flag Means Death episode. This is a History of Blackbeard episode. I'm so sorry. Awesome. No, that's He fantastic. was real. He, he was a real person. Now, his name might not have been Edward Teach. It could oh, have god. been Thatch or Thatcher. Um, And he may or may not have been born in England. We don't know. There weren't any Teaches in Bristol at the time that he was born. Hmm. He could have been born in Jamaica um, and been also been like a wealthy um, mid middle class type guy. Um, But we don't know. We we genuinely do not know anything about this motherfucker until maybe 1713. Wow. Interesting. Mm hmm. Oh, Israel. Izzy hands is a real person too. Israel hands. He Mm -hmm. was, he was also real. Um, what happens to him is absolutely incredible. Fantastic. Before we get into that, let's give a little back, a little bit more background on the show. Just um, mm-hmm. before we get into our history lesson. <laughs> so um, I didn't really take any notes. I was just like, well, I usually do my research from IMDb and Wikipedia. So we'll just let Wikipedia take the reins here. Um, so the show was created by david jenkins um what else did david jenkins do jenkins did um people of earth a bunch of other stuff he's a writer producer awesome dude 
I just um, really appreciate that he looked at these two and said, yeah, these bitches gay. Right. I just appreciate that. <laughs> Thank God you. bless. God bless. Um, he was inspired to write the show after learning about Steed Bonnet from his wife and subsequently reading his Wikipedia article, which we've come full, full circle. Um, <laughs> he was particular, particularly interested in filling in the blanks of Bonnet's life, trying to find his motivations for abandoning his family, as well as understanding why Blackbeard took him under his wing. From the outset, he envisioned the show as centering on a romantic relationship between Bonnet and Blackbeard and pitched it as such. Taika Waititi who shares a manager with Jenkins, became involved after Jenkins told him the story of Steed Bonnet and asked if he wanted to be involved. Watidiva was attracted to the project because he, because of what he believed to be Jenkins' original approach to pirates. In subsequent discussions, they agreed that the romance between Bonnet and Teach was, quote, the reason to do the show. Garrett Bosch later joined the project as an executive producer after reading the script for the pilot episode. The show was given a straight-to-series order by HBO Max in September 2020, with Jenkins, Bosch, and Halstead as executive producers, and Waititi as both an executive producer and director of the first episode. On June 1st, 2022, the series was renewed for a second season. Which, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. This show is hugely popular. Like, super, super popular. Ranked number one on, on HBO viewership for weeks on end. You cannot go on social media without being inundated with fans of it. It is so, so popular. And due mainly because of how it deals with queer characters. There's no queer baiting on this show. There are queer characters. They are out there. What they are. There's non-binary characters. There's It's amazing. And these motherfuckers, we knew it was going to get renewed. If Like, it had to be. They would have been idiots not to. They waited until the first day of Pride to renew the show. Just to troll all of us <laughs> yeah hi gay you want your favorite show renewed <laughs> happy pride month yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel yeah yeah um whatever hbo hbo can suck my dick i'm just glad that they actually renewed it that's all that matters um so casting an actor to play steve bonnet began shortly after the series was ordered while Reese Darby's name was mentioned early in the process, it wasn't until after an unsuccessful round of auditions and most of the script had been rewritten, most of the script had been written that he was again brought into consideration. His casting was officially announced in January 2021. Jenkins stated that Darby made an otherwise unlikable Steve Bonnet likable, telling Slash Films that he was, quote, the only person who could play it. Darby, whose career was con- was has consisted primarily of supporting comedic roles, saw the role as an opportunity to branch out and play a leading and more dramatic role, telling Deadline, quote, I looked at myself and how much experience I've had over the years, and I felt maybe it is time to step up, which I think is adorable. Reese Darby is so fucking cute. I just want to squeeze his little face. Like, (laughs) I've, I've seen him here and there in other things. I've Main thing being um, what we do in the shadows. We're not werewolves. We're not. We're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> so cute. Um, but the, yeah, this is the first big thing that I had ever really seen him in, and uh, instantly it was like, this man is so charming. I I would yeah. die for him. Like <laughs> their so their chemistry also really sells it. Um, no, totally. They. I just I just read a thing about what that Reese did said about like his chemistry with Taika, and it comes from a place like like they love each other, like platonically probably I don't know, but like they love each other, and that like form like what am I trying to say? You know how like we love stuff where dudes just love each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and it doesn't even have to be romantic, but that really helps build um the relationship here and they they have chemistry which also really helps build the chemistry between the characters definitely and i feel like the show was really lucky because it was kind of reverse engineered because taika was involved as a producer and a writer but he wasn't originally going to be blackbeard like he just kind of organically Mm -hmm. ended up getting cast and if it had been anyone else it probably wouldn't have been as the chemistry wouldn't have been as great yeah with Reese like and honestly 
And, and that, I mean, speaking of history, like that is, I think that's key because honestly, even in history, nobody knows why the fuck he kept him around. Like there is like, there is potential evidence that like the official story of Blackbeard and Steed Bonnet meeting is that they met in Nassau uh, in like the pirates, like Haven or whatever. Um, that they just ran into each other or um, Steed ran into this guy named Benjamin Hornigold down there. But if you look at the timelines, apparently someone's looked and they're like, there's no way that that's possible. They probably met like on the high seas. Like it honestly, it was Blackbeard took the revenge in a stick up. Um, And that like he possibly made up a story that they had gotten into it with a uh, Spanish man of war probably didn't happen. It was probably just a stick up and like, but why did he keep him around? I mean, he, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like it literally doesn't make a sense. So I think in the show, Izzy hands refers to him as like a pet or something. And like, he makes them kill dogs or whatever. Yeah. Like they literally have no idea why he kept him around. It's incredible. These bitches gay. <laughs> These bitches gay. Like it, it's wild. It's wild. I love it. I mean, and not for nothing, but like Con O'Neill as Izzy Hands. I love Con O'Neill like as an actor. I think he's amazing. Izzy Hands is like the worst. He and is. we were talking about this the other day. The fandom has like whoopified Izzy so much, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess they just like feel like he's jealous of Steed and that he like he loves Blackbeard, which I don't really necessarily read it that way. Um, but I can get I see where that trope is. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, dude, if I open up Twitter one more time and have to see like art of them having a threesome, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> just like Izzy's the worst. Do you want to know what happened to Izzy Hands? Yes. Historically, from what we know, because here's the thing about Pirates Hillary, a lot they they did not write journals. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the things we have from pirates are from when they were um in court. Like mm-hmm. a lot, like that's what a lot of it is. So hold on, let me find it in my notes because I did write it down. Um, okay, here we go. So there's a story about Okay, so you know how in the show, can we start talking about spoilers? Is that fine? Yeah, spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen. But at the same time, it's a really goofy, fun show and spoilers aren't really that important. Yeah. So in the show, there's this point where when Blackbeard is like doing his heel turn, like he's in his villain era. Can a man have two villain eras? Anyways, (laughs) um, he like cuts off Izzy's toe and feeds it to him, right? So what he potentially maybe did do to Israel hands is he was like sitting at a table with like an enemy and Izzy hands and he'd like cross pistols under the table and he shot and basically he blew out Izzy hands knee um, permanently disabling him. Um, And where did he go? So he, yeah, he gets hobbled for the rest of his life. And, oh my god, Hillary, I wrote so many notes for this stupid thing. Um, (laughs) Okay, so, when Blackbeard dies, sorry, he dies, spoiler alert. um, No, I thought he was still alive. (laughs) Being a pirate is a brutal, brutal lifestyle. So, he was in um, Bath, North Carolina, recovering from that pistol wound um, when Blackbeard has his last stand. Um, and basically my guy rats on corrupt North Carolinian officials that helped out Blackbeard, um, to get himself a pardon and likely died as a beggar in London, um, in 1724. Now, do you want the kicker? Hmm. Our flag means death suffers the same thing as the adults in Harry Potter. They're all too fucking old. They're all way too old. I read about this. Way too fucking old. Blackbeard (laughs) was between 35 and 40. Steve Bonnet was 30 years old when he died. Izzy Hands was 23 years old when he died. And just for frame of reference for those who haven't seen it, Con O'Neill, when in playing Izzy Hands, 55 years old. <laughs> yeah, all of the pirates are way too fucking old. Like, pi- pirating was a young man's job, and you did not live very long. Yeah. 
And like, if you did, if you did live a long life, it's because you were very good. Case in point, Blackbeard, he was a very, very, very good pirate. Was He wasn't the most successful of pirates. He really wasn't. Um, but he was a good pirate, and which means he's probably likely educated. Um, he probably wasn't like a street rat like they show in the show. He probably wasn't that. He was probably very educated um, because otherwise there's no way he would have made it to, uh, to be a captain. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I told you, I went down the rabbit hole. I've listened to, like, five separate podcasts. <laughs> well, excuse me. Um, yeah, like, the show is set in 1717. Um, yeah, that's right and Israel, Israel Hands was born in 1701. So yep. Izzy would have been, like, 16 at this point. <laughs> Um, actually, that's the thing. Blackbeard was only active for two years. Like, honestly active for two years. 1717 to 1718. He decided he died in December 1718. God, think about that. Because, yeah. like, even people still- who know nothing about pirates, everyone has heard the name Blackbeard. Like, Blackbeard well, is... When you think of a pirate, when you think of a pirate, you're honestly probably thinking of Blackbeard. He mm-hmm. made such a name for himself. And this is this is in the show, too. Like, they talk about his reputation, and you see what happens as a result of his reputation. Like, he built this up so hard for this simple purpose. You know what I mean? Like, he, he really did do that. Like, he also... Um, his what do they call it? The art of fuckery. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Um, <laughs> my guy, he would. So at the time, like conventionally, um, men would have their hair short and they were clean shaven. Um, so he grew out his hair really long. He grew out the big, thick, uh, bushy beard, which if he grew it out that quick, that means his hair grew very quickly. Yeah. Um, but he would, coat his beard in wax and then stick like burning tapers like just like little like pieces of paper in his beard to make himself smoke like he he so he looked like the devil that's iconic yes he i mean so and he like the braiding of the beard and the ribbons all of that that's all blackbeard so anytime you see a pirate with that it's literally based off of a description of blackbeard i love it uh, yeah. What a drama queen. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, 100%. Um, he also, and like, and that was a thing. Okay, so I learned this too. He probably, like, I think this is in the show too. Like, he he's not really a killer. Like, that's not who he was. Like, yeah. there was honestly, with with regards to like pirating and like robbery on the high seas, a lot less people got killed than you might think yeah. um, because the whole idea of piracy and the whole thing with flags, like they would lure ships in with like their country's flag. So like if they saw a ship flying a French flag, they would fly a French flag and then they would just roll on up. And as soon as they got there, they'd roll up the Jolly Roger, which means you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it would be, you know what I mean? Like they, that means you're a fucking pirate and they're too close to get away. And so when they would get boarded, they would just kind of give up because they would want to get away with their lives. And so, um, and again, like that was a thing for Blackbeard. Like he, he made these stories up and circulated them. So people were fucking terrified. Like that was the thing about, um, Izzy Hands asked him why he shot him, and he was like, eh, I gotta kill one of you every once in a while just so uh, people don't think I'm soft or something to the effect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was a thing. Like, he was like that. Um, which is incredible. The whole thing's incredible, Hillary. Um, what, I mean, I know most of the episodes you listened to were about, about, about Blackbeard, but did you learn any more about Steed? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me flip to my notes about Steed Bonnet. Hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I bought this notebook yesterday. Um, it has a mermaid's tail on it. I was like, that's appropriate. Perfect. Um, so here's the thing. I 
I don't know. Like, I, I find it hard um, to reconcile, like, locations in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so Steve Bonn is born in Barbados. Um, wealthy sugar plantation family. Uh, he basically quarter-life crisis it. Um, he had a wife and three kids, and he was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go be a pirate. Um, bye. So it is accurate. The show's accurate in that he did build this boat, the revenge. Um, he does, um, pay wages to his pirates. Like he hires all these guys and he pays them wages no matter what. Um, even if like treasure or booty is thin, he pays them. And that's likely the reason he didn't actually get mutinied, um, (laughs) because they were getting paid. Um, And probably uh, what is piratical health insurance, which is uh, access to grog, which I learned (laughs) what grog was from a podcast. I'm taking it with a grain of salt, though, because, like, some of the information from their podcast I didn't agree with. Um, But grog is rum, water, and a lime, and some sugar. Yummy. Yeah. It's it's basically a margarita, but honestly, it was more, it was a man, grog was a mandated drink because the lime would help protect from scurvy. So, um, let's see. Yeah. Like I said, um, what else about Steed? He had three kids instead of two, um, that they show in the show, but, um, no, he was a bad pirate. He was not good at it. Um, he was (laughs) not good at piracy. Uh, he, what did he do? Um, oh my God. So when he, like when basically when he and Blackbeard meet, because the thing about our flag means death is we never see the queen Anne's revenge. Right. I don't think we ever see Blackbeard's actual boat. Mm -mm. No. So Blackbeard himself was in a group of pirates commanded by this guy. They mentioned him in the, um, him, Blackbeard and Calico Jack mentioned him. His name's Hornigold. Um, so Benjamin Hornigold was like basically Blackbeard's pirate captain before Blackbeard became Blackbeard. Um, he had been a privateer. Do you know about privateering? Vaguely. Okay, okay so just to go over it, a privateer is um, a legally sanctioned pirate. So, like, if you were privateering for the English, that means you were robbing French and Spanish ships and then giving one-fifth of what you get to the crown. Mm. So, Hornigold started as a privateer, um, and likely so did Blackbeard. He also probably started as a privateer, but then after the War of Spanish Succession, or Queen Anne's War, um, a lot of pirates, or a lot of privateers turned into pirates because it was an easy way to make money. And Hornigold had, like, a weird, like, morality about him, and he wouldn't rob British ships. But Blackbeard and some of the other pirates were like, yeah, this is fucked up. We could make so much more money if we robbed British ships, too. So I think they mutinied Hornigold, or he decided that it was time for him to take his leave, because he did retire. Um, Like I said before, pirates don't usually retire. They usually die. Uh, Benjamin Hornigold retired and then became a pirate hunter. Which, sidebar, what a great role for Jermaine Clements next season if they do it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, So, anyways, during this time, like, after Hornigold's out and Blackbeard is elected, like, captain of their fleet, which would have been about 100 men at the time, um, they were likely on a ship called the Adventure. Um, They went and took, basically, this is when they pull their stick up on the Revenge. And after they get the revenge, like, again, it's like that co- that weird, like, co-captain thing where they're both on the ship, but, like, mm-hmm. Steed Bonnet doesn't really have any authority, but he's still there. Um, there's, like, a report of somebody, like, seeing him on the ship during a battle, just, like, looking at a book in his nightshirt while, like, other people are <laughs> fighting around him, which is genuinely so Steed. Like, you could see Reese Darby doing that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you can see it. Like, I'm sure he's been on the, like, on the deck in his nightshirt. Like, you can just see it, right? Right. <laughs> um, but after they do that, they capture um, a French slave ship, uh, which I think was actually ca- a captured English ship uh, called the Concorde, and the French called it La Concorde, and then it became it becomes the Queen Anne's Revenge, which is actually, a, like, a cheeky political statement 
from Blackbeard. And I don't, here's the thing, Hillary. I don't know if any of these men ever actually went to England. <laughs> well, I think they all, like, it's less of, like, I, and I think they had less interactions with the English than this show would have you believe. Yeah. Like, honestly, they had more interactions with, like, the law in America at the time, even though, like, I guess that is the English. But they right. are the American colonies. It's less about England and more about like American colonies or English colonies in America. Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you think of where, you know, the, you know, the trade was happening at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, and that and like and that's how that's how you did piracy. You basically just posted up in fucking shipping lanes and waited for somebody to float by. Yeah, like it, it's it's a crapshoot always. It's it, it's the weirdest way to live your life. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's why I think the show is so weird because it's not following like any like it's not weird. Like he didn't look at anything. He just looked at it, said these bitches gay, and then wrote a show. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they're not following any sort of thing that actually happened to these guys. They're just picking out. Like, people, like, Calico Jack was a real pirate, too, and I don't know if he ever actually met um, with any of these guys, because he died in, like, 1720, and he was only active, like, between 1717 and 1720, so maybe they had some interaction, but not a whole lot. Um, Calico Jack was most remembered for being the lover of Anne Bonny and Mary Reed, and they both both claimed to be pregnant um, to get, like, a stay of execution, (laughs) (laughs) nice i appreciate that and then there's no record of um one of them ever actually even dying like or being executed like there's no record (laughs) i have lots of information is there anything else you'd like to know um (laughs) what do you want to talk about next um well i i kind of want to talk about some of the periphery characters too like we we need to talk about jim because Jim is a non-binary character. I'm going to try not to cry because like, (laughs) here's the thing about Jim. Jim is so important because of how genuinely and sweetly and like without a second thought that they are portrayed in this show. Like they're non-binary and it, but it's like not a big thing. The ease with which, I mean, there's some comedic elements of the, the crew um, trying to wrap their brain around the fact that this person that they thought was a man is female bodied. Yeah. But the ease with which they start referring to them as they is, I can't, I can't stress enough how important this is just in terms of without getting into details, like just people in my family seeing it mm-hmm. and how like it normalizes stuff for people. Yeah. And apparently, um, the the actor that plays Jim uh, Vico Ortiz is non-binary themselves. Madly, madly in love with them. <laughs> I know they're precious. They're so hot, dude. It's so unfair. Um, but apparently, I was reading online and they said that um, Vico said that they cried when they read the script because the writers, three of whom of the of the writers of the show, are also non-binary had taken such great care and to make a creative space for a non-binary character. That's a three of the on people on the writing staff, are non-binary. That's incredible. That is incredible. Um, and not only do they give us a non-binary character, they give that person a rom- romantic storyline. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. Ugh, just, I oh, think Ola one day might be my favorite character in the show. Oh, you know who I decided my favorite character is after my second watching? Buttons. I knew you were going to say Buttons. I knew it. I knew Every it. fucking right. time Buttons right. opens his mouth, I cry laughing. <laughs> um, oh, my God. My favorite part about Buttons is that he speaks seagull. <laughs> and doesn't Calico Jack know it's bad luck to kill a seabird? Well, he does now, by God. 
I, and I, I know you know this, but for the benefit of your listeners, it took me a long time to figure out that that was Will Arnett. Like, I had to look it up on IMDb because I could not tell who the hell that was. <laughs> he does have a mighty big mustache that obscures his face. I kind of, I kind of, th- I think I thought it was Ben Stiller. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Will Arnett is about a foot too tall to be Ben Stiller, but. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't like the height thing. It was the face thing. Yeah. Because that it was that mustache that really threw me. <laughs> um oh also shout out to Leslie Jones as Spanish Jackie. Oh my god. Isn't she oh my god, the joke about her being like 25 or something. <laughs> that it's so funny. Oh my god. Uh, was there a Spanish Jackie? I wonder. That I don't know. Um, she's oh, badass. She has a million husbands and runs a bar and is has a jar full of noses that she collects from her enemies and is just incredible. And I love her. Um, and I I love all the amazing, beautiful black women who've been cosplaying as her. Yes. Oh my god. So good. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know about a Spanish Jackie, but there was a pirate who would cut off people's lips, roast them, and force them to eat them. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. His name was Ned Lowe. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. what a sick bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told you, I have all, I have lots of pirate information now. I am, I am, this is my new hyperfixation. I can't help it. <laughs> same oh my god tell everyone the anecdote of the the teacup the teacup like the one me. from target yeah oh yeah okay i'm actually using it right now um oh. so okay so in our flag means death steed bombing is a fancy bitch um which he did wear powdered wigs on the ship and people thought that was very weird um <laughs> But in the show, he has this gorgeous, like, pink velvet robe um, that has, like, exotic birds on it. And Target was like, you know what? Birds and florals and citrus are in this season. So they created a latte cup. It's actually for lattes, Hillary, but we're not fancy oh. enough to make lattes at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, it is a gorgeous coral pink, uh, and it has, uh, parrots and oranges on it, and it looks almost exactly like the robe that Steve wears in the show, and the internet found out about it, and then we all ran to Target to buy them, including me. I was on my way back from Pittsburgh, um, because I was going, I went to a hockey game with, um, some friends and we were, we stopped at Target and I found it. Cause I was like, Hillary, if I find one, I'll buy one for you. I did not find it. I only found one. So I bought it and I was like, I'm going to get Hillary one for her birthday. <laughs> so I go online to Target. You can buy them online, but you have to buy $35 worth of stuff to just, just to ship it. So it was like, happy birthday, Hillary. So I got her this mug, and then I got her two Stranger Things um, comfort items, a waffle-shaped <laughs> pillow and an a- AV Club blanket, just so she could have this mug because she deserved it. And now there's one, like, there's one that's just oranges on it, and I'm like, but I need that one, too. Oh, I know, same. I want it, too. If everyone, go online. If you look online, I mean, they're all sold out, but oh, yeah. if you look at the reviews on, the, on Target.com for that cup... It's all our flag means death people. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I also I also love that like the cup says hello gorgeous because I just think of like Steed Reese Darby's Steed Bonnet saying hello gorgeous to me. And hello. I love that. It it's just nice. I really want to take it to like work. Like if I have like a long-term job, I'm gonna take it because I just think that walking down the hallway at school, like with a with a latte cup with like a saucer would be really funny. I know. I'm thinking about taking mine to work, too. Because I don't have anywhere safe to keep it at home, either. Like, right now, it's living, when I'm not using it, it's living on top of my refrigerator because I don't want it to, I don't want it to get broken. Yeah. But. It's very special. It's special to me. And it feels like, here's the thing, like, everything I'm into, I don't always buy stuff for. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and 
and I don't even feel particularly like I'm not as into our flag means death as like some people are, but I had to have this. Right. You know what I mean? Like I oh had God. to have it. Did, have you seen the vans? The shoes? No. no. Oh my God. I've got it. Remind me. I got to text it to you later. Did somebody like custom paint vans with that pattern? Oh no, no. Hold on. I'm going to send it to you right now. Oh my god. Um, Speaking of vans, I just bought the uh, checkered ones. I finally bought the checkered van slip-on so I could be the teenage boy of my dreams. <laughs> That's so funny. I just I decided to treat myself the other day. I was like, I'm out. I'm about. I'm going to go see if they have these shoes. And I'd wanted them for so long. I just bought them. I. It's going to take me a minute to find this so we can carry on the conversation. But... Um, um, it's so funny because like the fabric that they use on that fancy robe is I just keep showing up everywhere. I mean, whether on purpose or not, but I like I'll just be. This is how well the internet knows how my brain works. I'll just be like scrolling through Instagram and it'll be like, oh, here's a cool picture of a really chic living room, and they'll have a pillow that's made out of that fabric. I'm like, how does the internet know? <laughs> Oh yeah. I love that fabric. It's so good. Like I don't know. I I need a pillow made out of that fabric. Same. I need the robe. I need the robe too. And like you can buy them, but I'm so afraid I won't find one that's big enough. Should we explain the robe? Yes. Explain the robe. Okay. So um Steed brings on the revenge his entire wardrobe plus an auxiliary wardrobe which we love a fashion plate. Um, and in his wardrobe, he has this, like, I think we kind of touched on it for a second, but Steve has this like gorgeous velvet robe with this exotic birds on it. And that's not the end of it though, because once Steed and Ed try, like they try to get away from the English. They take what they call as an act of grace, which is a thing by the way. Um, they go and like they've pledged their service to the English and they're like at a training camp and they escape. And, but when they escape, Steed goes back to his wife and Blackbeard goes back to the ship and then enters a depressive episode where he is also wearing the robe in sadness. And it's, it's just a great robe. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to text you the shoes. Okay. Good. good. I love shoes. Mom and I were talking about this whole the the shoe thing, and I was like, it it can't be on purpose because things are designed and in production for so much longer than we actually see them. But like, great, right? Don't they? Doesn't it look like the robe? A little bit, yeah. And then as colorful as the robe, but yes, yeah. And like, there's also they also released orange ones or like ones with oranges on it. Oranges is like symbolism for Jim. It's like a whole thing. Um, <laughs> people listening are just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I know it's we're just kind of we're really just like rambling here, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, I guess to explain the oranges, I just watched the episode last night. So like the oranges thing is the crew of the Revenge realize that they have run out of oranges, and again, you need oranges or citrus to fight off scurvy. And, like, the Swede, one of the crew members is a Swedish guy, and he's like, my teeth are falling out um, <laughs> because he has scurvy. And he's like, I don't have scurvy. You don't know that. So, like, they go to St. Augustine, Florida to pick up some oranges. And when they're discussing it, Jim is like, we're not, we, we shouldn't go there. Do you know what's going to do to your hair? <laughs> they clearly do not want to go to St. Augustine. Um, and we find out that's because that's where they were born and raised. Um, and then uh, Olawande meets uh, Olawande and like Black Pete and somebody else. Frenchie's with them, I think. Frenchie, yeah. They all meet Jim's Nana, um, <laughs> the woman that raised Jim. And um, <laughs> Nana's like, come inside for cake. And Olawande's like, come in, Nana. <laughs> I love that line reading. I was dying. He's he's like Nana. He's like coming, Nana. Coming in for some cake. 
I love Jim. And it's great because Jim and Elawande go inside while Black Pete and Frenchie are like doing work. They're like, they're like rebuilding a wall in exchange for oranges. It's so funny. Yeah. It, which is great. It's it's so great. Do you know who we haven't talked about that we really do need to talk about in hmm. with it, regards to the show? Even though I want to tell you everything about like the history of pirates. Lucius. Oh my god. How have we not mentioned Lucius? You we need to talk about Lucius. Um, the best line of the entire show comes out of Lucius' mouth. <laughs> which is Izzy finds Lucius in um Black Pete. Like they had just finished having sex and they had been making a lot of noise and Izzy's annoyed. He's annoyed that the crew is having any fun whatsoever, let alone, you know, getting it on when they're supposed to be working. And he, <laughs> like, Lucius says something sassy to him and he's like, you think you're cute, don't you? And he's like, actually, I just think I'm so-so, but I've decided to carry myself as a, as, a, as if I'm cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, is that not like iconic? What me. a mood. That's me. <laughs> Oh, he's so great. He's he is great. The character of Lucius is um like a young man who has been hired to um like record everything that's going on. He's like a he's basically like a I don't know, like a biographer? Like I don't know. Like what would you call him? Um a Oh what are the people that are in court? that are in court. Oh, a scribe. Called. He's a scribe. He's a scribe, but no, what, what am I thinking of? Stenographer? Yeah, he's basically like a stenographer. He just, like, follows Steve around with a journal and writes about his es- escapades. I, I kind of want to know more about why he's there. Like, I, the show ends, like, it... Blackbeard in his villain, second villain era, like, throws him overboard, but I don't think he's dead. No, he can't be. He, he's not dead. Um, I assume he's still somewhere on that ship, to be completely honest with you. Like, I think, I think so. he's still on the boat. I think he caught himself when he went over. But that's how, that's my theory, at least. What I want to know is what they're going to do. Like, what's the second season going to be? Because, like, they only have, like, a year to work with, to be completely honest. Like, if yeah. they're going to, like... I assume that the end of it will ha- it will have a happy ending. Obviously, like they're not gonna have it end with um, Taika Waititi being beheaded. Um, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. I assume they will eventually sail into the sunset together. Like that, ha- that's how it has to end, right? Uh, yeah, I, I bet they'll have a whole thing about like how they fake their deaths too. Yeah, it has. There has to be. It would be really cool if they pulled like a Twilight Breaking Dawn type. De- not is it Breaking Dawn? Is that the whatever the last one is? Yeah, Breaking Dawn. Yeah, when you know when they do that whole fight scene and like Carlisle gets beheaded and then it's all a vision. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's something like that and then like they just tell like, but it's them like in a bar in Barbados, like you know what I mean? Like they own mm-hmm. a bar now and like they tell these stories of how these guys were killed. You know what I mean? Like that would be yeah. cool. I would like that. That would be cool. Ugh. And to be honest, this is one of those shows that like I hope doesn't go on for too long. Like I would be as long as they get a happy ending, I would be content with just one more season. Even. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Because I don't know, like, I have to fight off the fact that, like, this is not historically accurate and it's not going to be historically accurate and I need to calm down about it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. I know. I know. Well, I'm just um, saying. <laughs> for, for your own benefit. For my own benefit. Um, which, it, you know, it's going to be really hard is the when I eventually, if gas prices ever go down, ha ha ha. Um, and I'm ever able to visit you again, it's going to be really hard not to pick your ass up and drive or like find a way to get to these places where these guys like died. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, we'll talk about the off, off microphone, but there's a certain time period coming up when I don't want to be home. So maybe we need to coordinate something. (laughs) That works for me. I I mean, like, Charleston, South Carolina is like four hours from you. And then like Ocracoke Inlet, which is like, is probably only like, is probably also about four hours from you. Like, because what, (laughs) how, how far was Topsail from your house? Oh, like like two or three hours. 
two, three hours. Okay, Ocracoke is about like 72 miles from Topsail. Like the Wikipedia page says that's where Topsail is where they uh, ran the Queen Anne's Revenge Ground, but it wasn't. It was like Ocracoke, I think Herbwell. No, it was Beaufort Inlet. So it's actually around that area, but still. The point is, <laughs> I have looked at these things because, uh, again, I have listened to five podcasts about Blackbeard. <laughs> um, I've they, already. They're all, they're all different, Hillary. Every single one of them. They're all different because there's literally no information about this man. You mean all the podcasts are different in terms of what yes. they're like? Yeah. Uh, like about what, especially about with regards to like the beginning of his life. Like yeah. some, like some guys said that he was born in Jamaica or he was born in England and then moved to Jamaica because his father was a slaver. We, that's not, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't know that. Um, <laughs> it's possibly true. Um, there, I'll tell you something that will make you feel good or better. I've only heard like, especially like pirates were not good people. And that's the other thing about the show. Like, it's really kind of whoobies, like, the idea of a pirate, yeah. which is fine. Because, honestly, we need good things in our life, and this show is a good thing. Um, if you want, like, rough-and-tumble pirates, I think Black Sails is probably that show. Right. I'm going to watch it. I started it last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because there are, I think Izzy Hands is in that. Israel Hands is in Black Sails, I think. Oh, let me damn. He's also a character in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Really? Yeah. Huh. Be darned. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, um, this is horrible. I'm probably going to rewatch one of the last uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies because Ian McShane plays Blackbeard. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually like that one. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might rewatch it just because I love Blackbeard now. Um, <laughs> and Hillary's going to watch Muppet uh, Treasure Island for the millionth time. Is Blackbeard in that too? No. <laughs> I would be but, like really excited. But Tim, you've seen it, right? I can't remember. If I have, it's been a long time. Guess what we're doing today before we go to work? You're fucking getting on <laughs> <laughs> on Disney Plus and watching Muppet Treasure Island because it is the best Muppet movie. And Tim Curry is in it and he's sexy pirate. And oh, yeah, it's very formative. That's fair. That's fair. I've already decided as the douche that I am that I'm going to be a pirate for Halloween. I you should own be a pair of, of leather pants. Wives. <laughs> oh, okay. Blackbeard, <laughs> I'm not going to be right? any particular pirate. I'm just going to be a pirate. Be black. Want to be Blackbeard had 14 wives allegedly. Of course he did. Um, if he looks anything like, like no, Blackbeard, actually, he... right? Um, <sighs> he was very large. He was a very tall guy. So yeah, maybe he was tall, dark, and handsome, probably. And he was a pirate, and that made <sighs> the amount of money that. Blackbeard amassed in modern money was about 12.5 million. Ay, caramba. Yeah. No, he wasn't even a particularly successful pirate, Hillary. There were other pirates who made more money. Like, he was not particularly successful. Um, my favorite story, I, I have to tell this story. I'm sorry. I know this is about Our Flag Means Death, but it's actually about Blackbeard. Um, <laughs> at, before he runs the Queen Anne's Revenge aground to escape from everyone and like kind of disperse his crew. He had about 300 guys under his wing. Um, they had just come back from Africa and they blockaded the port at Charleston or it's Charleston, South Carolina now, but it was Charlestown, South Carolina. Then um, they blockaded it because they wanted fucking medicine. They wanted like 400 pounds. And I think they mean money pounds, not like weight pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, 400 pounds worth of medicine P- particularly they wanted mercury because they all had fucking syphilis um, do you know how syphilis was treated with mercury back then and we know that this is what they were doing because when they found the, the like the wreckage of the Queen Anne's Revenge they found these on the ship what, what were they doing They were, this is how they were treating syphilis. Mind you, it didn't work. They were using mercury in urethral syringes. Oh. And they were shooting their dicks up with mercury. Ah! Um, 
This did not cure mercury. In fact, it just gave you mer- mercury, mercury poison. poisoning. <laughs> yes, it gave you mercury poisoning. It did not treat syphilis, like, at all. Um, so... Pirates were not very smart either, but a lot of times, a lot of times when they were robbing people, they were looking for medicine just because they like to fuck bitches at ports and get STIs. Like they had a lot of STIs. Um, but yeah, that's, and they found like their syringes on the wreckage of Queen Anne's Revenge. So they know that that's kind of what they were doing. (laughs) So yeah, it was good times, good times. But my guy, like, Basically, he ran that ship aground and sent Steed Bonnet inland to go find, to get a pardon. Like, hey, we, like, he wrecked two ships and the only ship that was still floating was the, was the Revenge, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there was a fourth ship because basically they sent Steed Bonnet and some other guys in to inland to secure a pardon. They did that. And when they came back, uh, Blackbeard had raided all three ships and was fucking gone. So then Steed Bonnet decided he was going to take a pardon and um, be a privateer. And that didn't work for him. Oh, Steed. Yeah, these guys try to go straight and then they're just like, actually, let's be pirates instead. Um, So they (laughs) get pardons and then they return to piracy. And then eventually, can I tell you what happens to them in history? Yes. I'm just going for it. I'm sorry, Hillary. I took over your podcast. No, do it. my history corner now. (laughs) Um, Steed Bonnet he tries to get straight as a privateer he fucks up um, in Cape Fear which I just think of that episode of Family Guy constantly where the the like the maid is underneath the car going Cape Fear (laughs) it's all I can think about Cape Fear so (laughs) he gets caught and gets sent to prison in Charlestown South Carolina Um, a lot of his pirates get hanged immediately but because he was like highborn because he was wealthy basically. And he was from like land and stuff. Like he was a major in the um, militia in Barbados, like in the military. Like he, he didn't serve, but he was a major because he had land and was wealthy. So Mm. because of that, when he was in jail, like he, like they kind of stayed his execution. I think his execution was stayed like seven times. Um, So he was like, at one point he escapes dressed as a woman but he gets caught again and then <laughs> he writes to like the governor to for clemency and they were like yeah no fuck you um you're a pirate and then he was hanged in charleston south carolina in december 1718 um and then blackbeard unfortunately he which like on if i'm thinking if i wanted to think about the show in a sad ending like that means he has to like he dies knowing that blackbeard's already dead you know what I mean? Because yeah. Blackbeard, um, he also, so after he steals all the shit from their ships, he goes and also tries to become, like, go straight. Um, and he can't. Like, he probably returns to piracy, like, three weeks later. Um, but he, like, marries a very young girl, like, 16. And then he starts, like, partying with pirates um, at, at Ocracoke Inlet or Ocracoke Island in North Carolina, um, and actually Virginian, like, guys come and trick him, um, like, there's, like, a, like, they're shooting, um, you know, the show where they do, like, warning shots and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like, they, um, they shoot it up full of, like, I can't remember the right word. All I can think of is, like, buckshot. Like, they'll shoot ships full of, like, buckshot, right? Yeah. And then, like, so when they were boarding, basically the Virginian guy put all of their guys underneath that, like, in the hold, like, below deck. And then once the pirates boarded, they came up. And, like, Blackbeard's, like, last stand is honestly iconic because the guy is just, he's an icon. He gets shot probably by friendly fire. And then this guy, Robert, I think his name is Robert Maynard. He shoots Blackbeard. Blackbeard misses because they're at hand-to-hand combat. He probably gets slashed four or five times by a cutlass, breaks the other guy's sword, but another guy jumps on Blackbeard's back and stabs him and then um, cuts off his head. 
Jesus. The rumor is when they pushed his body off, it swam around the ship twice before sinking to the watery depths. Probably didn't happen, but cool story. Cool um, story. <laughs> yeah, it is a really cool story. And then um, Maynard, like, ties Blackbeard's skull to the bow of his ship for a while. Um, and then, allegedly, the skull is cast in silver and used as a drinking vessel around taverns in Virginia. I need to know all about that. <laughs> yeah. So allegedly, yeah, allegedly, like they dip the the skull in silver and keep it and like use it as a drinking vessel. Now there is a frat in, at Virginia University that claims that they used to initiate guys by drinking out of Blackbeard's skull, but the skull has been lost to history. Oh my God! No, I wanted it to still be out there somewhere. Yeah, the skull has been lost to history. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the frat boys to fucking I know, I know, right? <laughs> damn. Yeah. God damn um, it. And it's possible that Steve Bonnet's ghost haunts um, White Point Park in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, I'm willing to go check. Let's go check. Yeah, it's... um. And I told you this before, but it was also a cruising spot for gay pickups, which <laughs> tracks... <laughs> okay he left his wife because she nagged him too much that bitch was gay yeah and yeah um i can tell you a little about about maitalage what maitalage what's maitalage i'm so glad you asked <laughs> maitalage is french for seamanship so it's probably like metalatage or something like that um basically maitalage was same-sex marriage for pirates Oh, um, pirates were very democratic. Um, they had to be like to run a ship. They had to be very democratic. And that's what I also love about our flag means death. Like, I don't think they particularly meant to get this right, but they were very accepting. Mm -hmm. Um, because and that was the thing, like, um, yeah, but maitalage was basically you picked your life partner, like, um, was it Frenchie and little John or we John that get mm -hmm. the room together? Mm hmm. So it's kind of like that where you basically have your life partner and that person is the person that gets the benefits in, in the event of your death. Um, now, some historians will paint these as platonic relationships, but it's very, very, very possible they could have been romantic as well. Um, also, there's a rumor that this is where the term matey comes from, but I don't know if that's true. Grain of salt. I love that. I, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's so gay and fantastic. Yeah, it's um yeah, they would share wages and like basically it was it was a marriage, it was a partnership. Um and that's what Maitalage is. Speaking of We John, I just also want to shout out our flag means that's death. fucking Hodor. It's fucking Hodor A, it's fucking Hodor. B, um he can get it. Yeah, and sorry. like so can the, I just love I love the fat representation too because I think both oh, yeah. Weva, We John and Alawande are both like plus size guys, but are both really hot and are shown as, or you know what I mean, just as equally yeah. hot and cool. And Alawande has a love story. Like I love it. It's oh, the fucking show is so good, so I, good. The actor that plays Alawande is genuinely so hot. He is, yeah, he's hot. He's so cute. Like oh my god, imagine getting a hug from that guy. Oh, oh, I can't. Oh, you know what one of my favorite lines from the show is? Hmm. Is when they, they're like, you're the doctor, I thought you were the cook. And he's like, meat is meat. <laughs> knives are knives, meat is meat. <laughs> yeah, knives are knives, meat is meat. I love that guy. I love I, him. He's great. I, that's Roach? Is yeah, that Roach? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I also, another one of my favorite lines is at the beginning when they're like debating whether or not to commit, um, Mutiny. Mutiny. And they're like, well, but then we won't be able to finish the story about the wooden boy. They're like, Lucius can read. Lucius, do the voice. And he's like, I'm a little wooden boy and me legs are sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and we, John's like, Christ, that was awful. <laughs> I just do that randomly all the time now. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little wooden boy and me legs are sticks. Oh. There's also some debate. Like, I also love how diverse the crew is. And mm -hmm. they're 
I'm not sure if there would have been crews that diverse, but there must have been because Blackbeard's right-hand man, it wasn't Israel Hands. It was this uh, former slave named Black Caesar. A little on the nose, but... Yeah, I know. But yeah, Black Black Caesar, like, I think he might have went and, like, created his own pirate crew or he had his own pirate crew. But, like, you know, like, there was, there probably wasn't a whole lot of diversity, but there was probably some. Because, like, Blackbeard himself, like, the ship that became the Queen Anne's Revenge was a slave ship. And I don't know if he freed those, some of those slaves and had them join him or if he sold them. It could have been either or. Again, pirates weren't good people. So, <laughs> you know. You know what I but. love about the, the diversity, too, is that sometimes, uh, okay, sometimes there are shows that will ignore history for the sake of diversity, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I would rather have something diverse and interesting than necessarily historically accurate all the time mm-hmm. but there are some times where they take that route and make it so over the top unrealistic that it's kind of sugarcoats things and makes it so saccharine that it's just like okay well uh, i don't know about all that yeah our flag means death doesn't do that on both on the queer front and on the diverse front because like the crew members of color still have to deal with shit from racist people. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, the queer characters still have to deal with, with ignorant shit too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But in the context of being pirates, it's still believable. Like you said, like pirates be gay, like bitches be gay. <laughs> shit yeah. be diverse. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's interesting. I think, I think our flag means death has a really good balance. Do you know what we didn't see in Our Flag Means Death and what we don't see in a lot of pirate shit? Hmm. We don't see, like, from a culinary perspective, like, they're, they have, like, cows and pigs and shit on these ships. They exist on the ships. Like, they're not just taking dried meat with them. They do have live animals. So, yeah, I know, right? It's wild. <laughs> and that's, and like, and that would be something you also have to feed. You know what I mean? Like, you also, in addition to yourselves, but also that, like, because they are, you know, livestock, so that means you have, your guy is a butcher. That's how Black Sails starts, too. Like, this ship's getting boarded, and this guy has a fight with the cook. And he's like, I'm a very good cook. Um, I know, I watched literally 20 minutes of that show, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, That's what I picked up in 20 minutes. (laughs) I want to also... With regards to what what I have learned in my excessive podcast listening, um, I think there were some, like, pirates that were born as women who, like, just lived as male pirates. Yeah. Which, good for them. Totally. Good for them. Good for them. I, do you know what else I found? This is, this is how far down the rabbit hole I've gone. Last night when I was looking up, I was researching the concept of matelage, um, the same-sex marriage between pirates or whatever, and I found a title of a book, which is Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition, English Sea Rovers in the 17th Century Caribbean. Um, and it's a book, and I can't find a PDF copy of it online to read for free, but guess what, Hillary? Hmm. I'm in grad school. And I have access to databases because I'm in grad school. <laughs> I found the book on EBSCOhost. That's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I pulled it off. I was skimming a little bit of it before we started here just because I wanted to see. So, yeah. So shout out to grad school for pr- providing these things with for me. <laughs> That's incredible. I feel like I've seen that title come up in discussion in fandom, too. Yeah, it was published in 95. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> well, we have officially been rambling about pirates for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, any final thoughts on Our Flag Means Death? Um, It is really great. I'm glad they renewed it for a second season. I am looking forward to the happy ending. Same. 
because pirates don't usually get happy endings and i think they deserve one agreed 100 percent. so on that note thank you all for listening um go look in the episode description where you will find our link tree link that will take you to our social media pages please follow us share our posts comment dm interact with us we love it Also in the episode description, you will find a link to our support page where you can help the pod with a one-time donation or sign up for a monthly patronage. Please recommend our show to your friends and come back to see us in the next episode. Thank you again to Julie for joining me. And until next time, we are the Weirdos, Mister.